Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Once again, welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show Podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with my friend Will. Hello. And the Professor Smoke. Hey, hey, hey. We're going to enter the final week of October. We're, we're coming down the home stretch of Halloween here uh, this Monday, October 26th. This Saturday is Halloween. The reason I, I, I mentioned that like right off the top is... Our second anniversary Halloween Spectacular episode is going to be coming out. So this is one of those extremely rare occasions where we're actually going to have two episodes come out in one week. And we won't have one, you know, the following Monday, which is, uh, what is that, November 2nd. There won't be an episode. It'll probably be a couple weeks after that. But just to let you know that basically that episode will be a couple days early. And it will be on Halloween Day, our second anniversary Halloween Spectacular, where we kind of, you know, take a chance to reminisce, you know, over the past year what's happened, and uh, we also, if we choose to re-rate the movie, if I can, if I can spit it out, um, you know, we give a star rating on all of our movies. So this is our one chance annually to go back and change it if we wish, you know, raise it, lower it, whatever we do. And we, and last year we did uh, raise and lower a handful. I mean, it wasn't just like one or two. It was a, it was a handful of movies. So. Uh, it's definitely, uh, you want to check that out this Saturday and uh, give it a listen because it's always a, a fun stroll down memory lane. And uh, also you can kind of hear our, maybe our uh, second opinions on some movies that, you know, with a little bit of time, maybe, you know, you don't like it as much as you thought you did or vice versa, you know. So it's always kind of a cool episode and um, we'll play some clips to uh, kind of help you remember some funny moments and some uh, cool moments that's happened over the past year. I think this past year has been a, a, a whole lot more productive year for sure for the Spook Show. And uh, with that, uh, I'll also add that we just started our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash Show. Again, that's patreon.com slash Show. That, that, the link to that will be down in the show notes, just like all the other stuff. But, um, you know, we, we started off kind of on a ground level thing, you know, there, there, uh, there's... I think uh, four tiers that you can subscribe to there on Patreon that offer different things. So just go over there to patreon.com slash Show and check it out. And, and like we said before, if you've got any other ideas like for some stuff that you'd like us to add to it, um, we can, we'd be more than happy to uh, add some options and add some different tiers, you know, if that's what people want. So uh, 
Go check it out if you get a chance and uh, help out the podcast over on patreon.com slash Show. And with that, also I'll throw out that uh, if you want to email us with any any of the, those type of comments or suggestions or anything, you can send it to us, allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Show, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You can find us by searching All American Spook Show. We're all over those. We have a tea public page where you can go find logoed t-shirts, mugs, face masks, whatever else they sell over there, though, and our other designs and, and logos and whatnot. Um, you can go on that tea public page, find us there, and check that out and help out the help out the show. So this week, which I, I guess I, I failed to mention off the top, what we're actually going to be talking about this week, <laughs> we are going to be reviewing Terrifier from 2016. Now I've seen like there's a couple of different dates for this movie, and I, and uh, I guess the reason is because like it wasn't released, it was never really released wide, like at least not in movie theaters or anything like that. It actually came out October 15th, 2016. It debuted at the Telluride Horror Show Film Festival. And then it wasn't until almost two years later, by the time it hit DVD and Blu-ray, it came out March 15th, 2018 on DVD and Blu-ray. And I'm sure on streaming, like I, I remember at one point it was on Netflix and I'm, I'm sure it's been on others, but currently I don't think it's really on anything. You have to rent it um, or, you know, or go buy it, whatever, currently I think. But um, yeah, so like you'll see different dates for this movie. Like some say 2016, because I, I guess that's when it was originally released. Some will say uh, 2018, because that's when it came out on Blu-ray and, you know, was released to people that, you know, where people could actually watch it, you know, as opposed to going to some film festival. It was actually, it actually did have a limited theatrical release around the same time that it came out on Blu-ray and DVD as well in March of 2018. So I'm sure if you were in one of those bigger cities, you know, where they play these type of movies for a week or two, you know, you might've been lucky enough to see it. Or maybe it was one of those Fathom Events type deals. I'm not really sure about that, but it did have a limited theatrical release back then so is this the first time will you've seen this yeah smoke what about you is this the first time you watched it uh no i think it would be the second time for me so i guess uh will what were your initial reaction upon watching this film uh i think it was more of the same from all hallows eve like uh, it's absolutely not a bad movie it's just not necessarily my cup of tea. You mean just the the sheer the violence of it, or just the way it's done, or what? what I mean, I guess uh, we can get further into little, that. A little bit of both. Like the, the the violence, just for the sake of violence. Like like it feels like in, in a lot of other horror movies, you know, there's a purpose to the violence as opposed to uh, here's just this shadowy figure that that has no purpose. It, it feels more like uh, say like uh, when you watch like uh, Halloween, like like Michael Myers has a purpose you know he's trying to get to jamie lee curtis character you know like freddie's trying to get after kids that 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 that, you know obviously like plagued him during his life this is just a crazy dude killing people like no connection to him at all and then and then also just kind of the way it's made and and i completely get it's made on a budget so i mean i'm not completely you know squatting on it it's just it, it feels very I don't know, early 90s, the way it's felt like it's it's recorded. Now, I'd say some of the, the look of it is uh, definitely on purpose, as far as, like, you know, yeah, yeah. Pa- paying homage to, like, grind, the old, uh, you know, Grindhouse movies and um, and the slasher flicks of the 80s and stuff like that. You know, you got a little bit of everything going on in this stew in this movie. But, Smoke, what, what were your initial reactions? Uh, you know, maybe the first time you watched it and now, what, what, are, your, what are your initial thoughts on it? Uh, well, I guess the thir- first time I'd seen it, I knew that I guess it was going to be a little bit more, of course, of Art the Clown, which it is. But as, as we know, he just was a, pretty much a connecting piece to the other. It's all Hallow's Eve, sort of a host, if you will. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
you know, connecting them together. So, so now this would be all about Art of the Clown. You get more of him now. I mean, I can see where Will's coming from as far as the sort of uh, not really being a fleshed out villain. You know, he's just there for the sake of, of being a, you know, I guess it's playing off people's fears of clowns, first of all. But then also going into those extreme horror kind of places where it's not really based on you know, necessarily the greatest of connecting stories. Uh, but yeah, it kind of, I guess it gives you that grind hat sort of pseudo grind pseudo neo whatever grindhouse feel and then the violence yeah being pretty much over the top and certainly in a few different scenes very over the top but i enjoyed it more so than i mean i liked all hallows eve but uh i like this i liked it a little bit more than all hallows eve as far as the, uh, how it developed and the look of it you know they had a little bit had a little bit more money i guess to work with as far as the uh look of film or not i guess not necessarily film but the look of the cinematography yeah I- I started watching this once, like, you know, I think back when it was on Netflix, I watched like the first 10 or 15 minutes of it. I had to stop, you know, to do something else and I just never went back to it. So really this is the first time I'm I'm seeing it. I, I'm probably kind of somewhere in between the both of you, you know, my initial reactions to it. You know, I can, you can see the low budgetness of it, but you know, I, that doesn't take away from me to enjoy it. And you can definitely tell that Damien Leone loves horror and just, you know, 70s and 80s you know, Grindhouse and just movies in general. Mm-hmm. You can see a lot of that influence in this movie. But, you know, the, the budget definitely, you know, doesn't help matters as far as the way it looks. And, of course, the acting isn't necessarily the best acting job in the world, right? But, like it's like we said, it's very low budget. Now, to that, you know, since we're talking about it, I'll go ahead and mention it. I found basically two different budgets. I saw one that was basically like, yeah, this they only did this for about a hundred grand, and then I saw another one that was like, uh, they did it for eight hundred thousand. I'm sure the truth probably lies somewhere in between. I'm not exactly sure which one, but either way, they did this for less than a million dollars, from all accounts that you can find. So I mean, I think taking that into consideration, and the fact that Leone he he directed, wrote it, and produced it, and he did the uh, special a lot of the special effects. And stuff for this. I mean, this is all him, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and it definitely has, and it's def- this is definitely better than All Hallows' Eve, you know, in my opinion, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit further, you know, down when we actually give our star ratings and reviews a little bit later on. So I guess without uh, any further buildup, before we get into the behind-the-scenes stuff, I'll go ahead and toss the trailer for Terrifier from 2016. shoulder. What if that guy did this to your car? What guy? The clown? You really think someone slashed my tires? Well, he knows this is your car. He saw us getting into it earlier.
And that was the trailer for Terrifier. So, like we said, this movie was released at the Telluride Horror Show Film Festival October 15th, 2016, but then came out on DVD and Blu-ray March 15th, 2018. It was made by Dark Age Cinema, which I'm, I'm thinking that's pretty much Leone's uh, production company, but it was picked up by Dread Central Presents, you know, like the website, Dread Central. It was picked up by Dread Central Presents and Epic Pictures, and that's where they uh, had, like, it had a limited theatrical release that month. This movie, since it is an indie flick and it was never really released, it, it is unrated. Like, it doesn't have a rating, which I'm sure this thing would, uh, get an R rating and then, and then some if they'd actually worried about the MPAA when they were when they were making this. The total runtime is one hour and 22 minutes, so, you know, it's it's nice and tight. It moves along pretty quick. Like, you know, it, there's not much time to waste. If anything, you probably needed to add another 10 minutes or so to this movie just to kind of, you know, on some character building or something, right? <laughs> you know, on, on some of these characters, if nothing else. So, yeah, it definitely has that, I guess, indie underground early, you know, early in your career kind of horror film thing of let's get the, the money shots out there and the storylines kind of, you know, you know it's yeah. a framework story to work around. But <laughs> it gets the job done, but it's very, uh, yeah, it could definitely could. Like any independent slasher film, could use more character development. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like he it, it's almost like he built it around like the big moments. Like okay, we're you know once again before I continue, we are a spoiler podcast. If if you haven't figured that out by now, or you haven't listened to us before, so we are going to spoil this movie. So if you for whatever reason you're listening and you haven't watched it, go ahead and hit pause, go watch the movie, and then come back. But it's almost like it's like okay, we got these certain moments we want to hit and then we'll build everything else around it. Like, all right, we want to saw this chick in half. Uh, <laughs> uh, we want uh, Art to do this and Art to do that. And then uh, we'll just fill in the blanks. All right, go. You know, <laughs> Not to d- diminish the work. I'm sure he put more effort in it than that, but you get what I'm saying. On, yeah. I- on IMDb, it is listed as a horror slash thriller. Surprise, surprise. Also on IMDb, it has a rating of 5.6 out of 10 stars, which, you know, that's a little over 50%. It's not not horrible. But over on Rotten Tomatoes, it's kind of uh, up and down. 64% on the tomato meter, which is actually pretty good, although that is only 14 reviews currently, you know, as we record. And it has a 54% audience score, which, you know, basically on par with uh, what you're seeing on IMDb there. So... You know, it's kind of a split audience, basically. And some of the reviews and, and, and snippets that I've read about this movie is basically like, you either love this kind of thing for the violence and, and you know, kind of the fact that it's kind of grindhouse, 80s slasher flickness of it all, or you hate it for the same reasons, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and a lot of people kind of shit on the, uh, you know, it's the usual thing you hear in these type of movies where, like, they, they kind of crap on the, uh, the, I guess, the depiction of women. I guess is the best way to put it. Like, you know, the fact that it's violence on women, violence for no sake, or I should say violence for the sake of violence well, on yeah, women. Misogynistic, right? Yeah, 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 that. That's the, that's the term I'm looking for, but, yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's the label that's been thrown around since the beginning of horror. It, well, hell, really since the beginning of going back to the early days of black and white horror where it's always a woman, you know, being terrorized by the monster or whatever. But, but certainly in the 70s and 80s with the slasher films, so definitely nothing new in that area, I guess, as far as, and they're trying to keep it sort of, uh, authentic to that grindhouse seventies and eighties still. So, yeah. So this, this movie also was nominated. Uh, this is one of those, cause they're, you know, usually we'll throw out some box office numbers since this one doesn't really have that. I found something else that was kind of interesting. This movie was nominated for three Fangoria chainsaw awards in 2019. Cause you know, 2019 awards would have been for something that came out in 2018. Right. So since this was basically released in 2018, that's why. So it was nominated for three Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. Best Limited Release. Best Supporting Actor for David Howard Thornton. 
you know, as Art the Clown. And Best Makeup Effects by the director, Damien Leone. The one that actually won Best Limited Release was Mandy. You know, that Nicolas Cage, um, I believe was like a Shutter exclusive type Blu-ray type deal. Um, that's the one that won the award that year. Best Supporting Actor, David Howard Thornton, he was nominated, but Alex Wolfe from Hereditary won it. And the one that won Best Makeup Effects that year was Mark Collier from uh, the remake of Suspiria. Will, I figured you'd uh, like that little nugget there. Yeah, Dave Collier, yeah, I like him. <laughs> no, this is Mark Collier. And I know, you, I know you're highly anticipating our Suspiria remake uh, review <laughs> once we get that. <laughs> if you want to say that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey you know in all honesty you might like it better uh well i won't give i won't go into that we'll, we'll get to that movie at some point i was gonna <laughs> give my you know small synopsis critique of it but i'll save that for when we actually do it but you may like it better than look, look spoil this for me is there a random room of barbed wire <laughs> no they, they left that out <laughs> garbage then then i refuse to watch it <laughs> i'm pretty sure they did yeah i appreciate sure yeah. i've only seen it that one time all right, well, I'm not, no, no I, I put it this way. I didn't like it as much as I liked the original, and I'll save it for that until we get to the actual review of that movie, but I don't remember there being a room of bar bar. Yeah. Well, damn, look, I, damn, damn. I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet, but, look, I applaud them for being brave enough to even try to tackle it. Once we get to that, we should, we'll have to get to that movie at some point, too. There is a lot of background on that movie, because I think that remake was supposed to have started production a long time before it ever actually did. Mm-hmm. It took them a long time to get to that point of actually shooting it and getting it out there. And also went through different directors. Well, now it's become the Suspiria remake show. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is de- definitely uh, appropriate considering we're approaching the second anniversary. And I think that was like what the third episode we did. So it's been a long running joke and it's been almost two years since we made Will watch it. So uh, <laughs> maybe we're approaching that time. And uh, at a Halloween episode we did last year where we did the recap what was your, uh, your what, what, I, mean, I don't know if you have this information in front of you right now, if y'all remember, what was your initial review and then your, uh, your recap review? I have that, I happen to have that pulled up right here. Will, your initial rating for that movie, Suspiria, was two and a half stars, and you lowered it one year ago to one and a half stars. Fortunately, we don't have a third opportunity to rate it, otherwise I'm sure you'd probably go even yeah. lower. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm sure Will's going to want to watch it at least two or three more times just to make sure that review is yeah. correct, right? <laughs> just to make sure it holds up. Yeah, if you say so. <laughs> Which, as I always point out when this conversation comes up, Smoke, you gave it four and a half stars, and I gave it four stars. <laughs> so I should tell you that <laughs> the big split, the chasm between all of us here with this movie. But anyways, yeah, I mean, I'm sure and we can... It also, it's fully understandable, too. I mean, anybody who hasn't seen that movie... Especially coming to in twenty whatever, twenty twenty now, twenty twenty one, twenty eighteen, whatever at that point in time, <laughs> it's like a hodgepodge. And not if you haven't seen any other Argento films or too many other Italian films, it's kind of like just what in the absolute fuck is this? You know? <laughs> yeah, and we have for anybody that doesn't go back and, and and listen to the podcast, it's 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 not God. It, it's kind of it's kind of hard to explain for me. Like they did some odd things in there, some experimental things for the time. Some of the things just didn't land with me. Yeah. Well, put it this way: we haven't really, uh, well, not really. We have not watched any more Giallo, right? Like we haven't watched anything like that since. Basically, for that reason, because we <laughs> we we instantly know that he's probably going to not like it very much. So we've kind of steered clear. But 
Oh, we're going to be changing that real soon. We're going to hit some more Giallo here pretty soon. Yeah, we'll have to get some uh, Fulci. Well, not that. I mean, well, Fulci does have Giallo, but he's also got those other 80s, uh, you know, his, his repertoire of like zombie films from the 80s, the real zombie movies. That might be a, a way we can kind of uh, ease Will back into the Giallo water, is kind of like get some of those movies and then ease back in <laughs> to the Argento style type yeah, stuff. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Yep. All right, with a little house by the cemetery or zombie or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And then just kind of ease back in. Well, back into it. But like like I mentioned, uh, it's directed, written, and produced by Damien Leone. And he, like I said, he also did uh, the, the special effects or the makeup effects in the movie. Basically, I mean, th- this is what he's known for. This and, you know, the, the one that we talked about a few weeks ago, um, All Hallows Eve. He hasn't done much else. I mean, there's a few other things, but he hasn't done much else. I mean, this is what it's all about. And Terrifier 2... Uh, should be coming in 2021. I believe it was originally, you know, ha- had the pandemic not rolled in. Um, I think it was yeah. actually supposed to come out like this month, like in the month of October this year, but I think it got postponed to 2021 because of all that. It's a wonderful year that 2020 has been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I saw some random article of like, it was just listing off all the movies that we haven't got to see because of all this you know and it's a pretty it's a pretty long list but like like i said i'm trying to look at it in a positive light like at least uh 2021 should be a good year for movies because of all this so <laughs> let's just uh storm oh, all yeah, up and push them in the next movies year. concerts all that stuff right yeah yeah so let's let's just try to spin it as positively as we can and look at it that way one of the producers of this movie uh, other than leone of course was Phil Falcone. Now, um, he, he's done a handful of things, but, but uh, one thing I found is basically this movie happened because of him, because uh, Leone was trying to raise money to make this movie, because even when he made All Hallows' Eve, this was what he wanted it to lead to, right? He wanted to do this movie instead. So once he finally sets his eyes on, like, all right, I'm doing it, he's trying to raise money, and he uh, started, like, a campaign on Indiegogo, and apparently that they they weren't able to to get very much contribution there, or at least not to the level that they wanted. And uh, this guy Phil Falcone came along and was like basically they they were friends or acquaintances or something. He comes along and says like, I I heard that you were raising money for this. How much do you need to do it? And I guess he gives him the number and he's like, all right, yeah, just uh, here you go and just make me a producer. That dude's basically the main reason that this movie even exists um, because God knows how long it would have took him to uh, raise money on Indiegogo or any other methods, you know, to get it made. If you enjoy this, then we can thank Phil Falcone. Or if you don't like it, then you can blame Phil Falcone for that. <laughs> <laughs> it stars Jenna Cannell as Tara Hayes. Now, she's the... Uh, there's kind of like two, well, there's three, but basically two main women in this movie that are kind of being, you know, chased around by Art the Clown. She's the first one, Tara Hayes. Basically, I mean, she's been in a handful of other things, but like pretty much they, uh, from one thing I read, basically at the same time this movie was being filmed, she was filming The Bye Bye Man. And uh, basically, I think like the way I read it, she was going back and forth. Like she'd go do stuff on that one and then like, all right, I got some more time. I'll come back over and do this one and going back and forth. It also stars Catherine Corcoran as Dawn. Like she's the, uh, the blonde haired uh, lady in the movie that's uh, Tara's friend toward the beginning. She's the one, spoiler alert, she's the one that gets cut in half uh <laughs> um I, I only she's I, the one that had to split yeah yeah <laughs> I, I mainly mentioned her because apparently she was making another movie called chuck but she was also making this at the same time so they said that that added to the difficulty of making this movie was uh jenna cannell making the bye-bye man and katherine corcoran making chuck basically at the same time while trying to juggle this movie so that that made things a little tough 
especially on the uh, scenes that they were in together, of course. Getting them all there on the same page on the same day and everything made it a little more difficult. It stars Samantha Scafidi as Victoria Hayes. Now, this is Tara's uh, sister in the movie. Basically, the only the only other movie I could find of note, and I only said I only say of note because uh, number one, it would be of interest to Spook Show listeners. Number two, just the name of this movie is hilarious. She was in the movie Demon Hole. This sounds like something we confused with the junk hole. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This sounds like a film that we need to get around to real soon. Demon Hole. She was actually in a few movies that you know Spook Show listeners may or may not have heard of. She was in Return to Newcomb High. That's a trauma movie. Actually, there was like two of them, like Volume 1 and Volume 2 or something like that. I don't know what the hell's going on with those trauma movies, but uh, yeah, apparently she's in that. I don't know. I've never seen those. I've seen the original, which, but yeah, I haven't seen those sequels. Yeah. There, there's a ton of those trauma movies that I haven't seen. Like, I, I've, I've gone years and been like, oh, it's a trauma movie. You know, like, I kind of come and go with those things, right? Like, sometimes you're in the mood for it. You know, that's just me. And then other times I'm like, oh, that's going to be stupid. I'm not watching that. You know, <laughs> it kind of comes and goes. I have a love-hate relationship with trauma movies. But overall, I mean, I like them. Just kind of comes and goes. She was in a movie called Amityville Vanishing Point, which I'm, God knows which uh, line of Amityville movies that is. I, I, I'd never heard of it before. Um, and there's like 82 Amityville movies. She yeah, was also, yeah. <laughs> she was also in another and only one. Only two good ones, huh? Yeah, yeah, pr- pretty much, basically. <laughs> she was also in another movie uh, called 100 Acres of Hell. So that one, <laughs> that one sounded uh, uh, as a, a spook show possibility there in the near future. And of course, we have to mention this stars David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown. And as uh, we pointed out in the All Hallows Eve episode, it was a different guy that played Art the Clown in that movie. This is the first time you see David Howard Thornton as Art the Clown, and now he's kind of took the character and perfected it, so to speak, and like you know, changed the character, made it what it is that I think that everybody, you know, the look, the way he acts in this movie, and everything. I think this is kind of where a lot of people kind of fell in love with the character is his portrayal of Art the Clown in this movie. Yeah, his uh, his I don't know facial mannerisms and different poses and things that he definitely took it and made it his own versus you know the guy i mean you didn't have a whole lot to work with in that first movie i guess because you didn't have a whole lot of screen time anyway it's also to point out that like i'm not sure if the dude's an actual trained mime or not but apparently the dude knows how to mime on some level at least and that was part of what got him the part like you know other than his look that apparently like one of the one of the, I guess it, they did in the audition or something is like he mimed out like a killing scene or something like that and that kind of got him the part so <laughs> and you can definitely see that in this movie for sure you know the mime part of it cuz the dude doesn't speak a word doesn't even make a noise right that I recall other than breathing or something <laughs> like even when he gets like stabbed yeah he's like miming the pain <laughs> it also stars Puya Massini as Cat Lady. And that's actually like what they credit her role as. Like, you know, the crazy lady that like, I guess she lives in the sewer or the basement or wherever the hell. Yeah. They actually refer to her as Cat Lady. One credit that I, that jumped out at me when I was looking down her uh, uh, her credits was she was in a movie uh, just, uh, I guess it was a couple years before this movie called Bloody Slumber Party. So that sounds like something that we should probably look up one of these days. <laughs> It also stars Matt McAllister as Mike the Exterminator. Now, you know, there's basically like uh, two like pest exterminators in this movie. And this is the main guy, you know, the guy you see toward the beginning. Or, you know, you see him throughout the movie. Like, he's the main guy that, that, that's like uh, 
exterminating rats in the building. He really the only other credit that you may or may not have heard of from him was he was in the, uh, that HBO series Vinyl. Um, he had some small role in that. The last one that I'll mention is Katie McGuire comes back, and this time she's a. Uh, her role in this movie is Monica Brown. Now, she's the lady that's interviewing the the woman with the messed up face at the beginning of the movie. She was the babysitter in All Hallows Eve, if you didn't, if neither of y'all actually caught on to it and noticed it. She's done a handful of other things. We kind of talked about her a little bit on the, the All Hallows Eve episode, but yeah, I just figured I'd throw in the fact that she is, she does have a very small role, you know, in that first five minutes or so of this movie. Kind of a fun callback to anybody that actually watched uh, All Hallows Eve. <laughs> All dozen people uh, that watched that movie before this came out. <laughs> Time for refreshment. Refreshment. For your enjoyment, there's hot, fresh popcorn, tempting, delicious hot dogs, and so many kinds of ice cream. And of course, sparkling, delicious, ice cold Coca Cola for everybody at the refreshment counter now. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I mean, by now you know kind of like what the deal is. Like, basically, you sign up on audibletrial.com slash spookshow. You get uh, you get a free the service free for a month. They give you a credit. You can take that credit and go get a book. If you want to cancel it, you know, without paying for anything, they let you keep the book. So it's pretty cool. Um, you can go on Audible and, like, just search horror. And you'll you'll see hundreds, if not thousands, of results come back. I'll just name off a few here that sound pretty cool. Terror in the Shadows, Volumes 1 through 3. Um, it's basically a collection of uh, scary ghosts, paranormal, and supernatural horror short stories by Scare Street, Ron Ripley, Sarah Clancy, David Longhorn, and a host of others. Narrated by Tom Bowers. And that one is uh, slightly over 20 hours long. Uh, there's another one called Imaginary Friend by Stephen Chbosky. Narrated by Christine Lakin. That's... Uh, 24 and a half hours long. So once again, a really long um, novel there if, you want, if you're want, if you into the, the long form type deal. This one's pretty cool. Year's Best Ho- Hardcore Horror, Volume 1. And it looks like there's at least uh, three volumes of this uh, available on Audible. And this one's by Cheryl Mullinax, Randy Chandler, Christopher Triana, narrated by Joe Hempel. Um, that one's just under 10 hours long. So yet another collection of uh, short stories and uh of horror and ghost stories and whatnot to listen to. So if any of that strikes your fancy, you can go to download your free audiobook today. Go over to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audiobook. All right, so with that, I guess we'll go ahead and get into the movie itself. So it actually starts on like a little tiny, like what is this, like a like a three-inch uh, like black and white antenna TV like at the very beginning that you see. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, yeah. Like it, an old like, school. Yeah. Like one of those old battery operated numbers. Uh, I haven't seen one of those things in years, but it actually starts with that. You see it and there's, there's a TV interview playing and it's kind of cutting in and out. Uh, and then you fe- eventually see that the, the woman interviewing is interviewing someone and you see that her face is all jacked up. Like um, it looks like, you know, she's been uh, like had her face ripped off. It's so, you know, it's it's like off to the side. I don't even think she's got eyes or anything, right? It's all jacked up. Yeah. And th- while this is going on, like, you know, you see this playing on a TV and you hear the interview being played. You actually see Art the Clown, like, getting ready, like uh, putting his makeup on, you know, the whole outfit, getting his weapons ready and stuff. It's almost like a Rambo montage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except for uh, a murderous clown. Then you all, he, all he wanted was, uh, you know, was a haircut or something, right? <laughs> yeah. 
you cut to like after the interview and the, and the interviewer, which her name is Monica Brown, she's like uh, talking on the phone or whatever. And then she hears something, hangs up and she kind of looks around and all of a sudden somebody jumps out and it's that lady with the jacked out, you know, the jacked up face. She like jumps on top of her and gouges her eyeballs out. So I'm assuming you, you know, you put two and two together that she's dead. And uh, then that's when you see the title Terrifier. And then you, this is, this is where you're introduced to uh, two of the uh, early main characters, uh, Tara and Dawn. Um, they're coming, they're clearly like dressed up like in Halloween costumes and they're coming from a party and they're drunk. And they're walking down the street and then they see Art, the clown, like, they kind of talk back and forth to him a little bit, you know, and Dawn is, you know, like I said, she's really drunk. So she's kind of like, uh, you know, come over here, big boy, you know, that kind of thing, you know, like uh, kind of poking fun out of him a little bit. But he's clearly got eyes for Tara, like instantly. You can tell, like, you know, he's staring a hole through her head, right? <laughs> <laughs> then they, they talk they talk or something, then they turn around and he's gone. So then they, uh, Dawn, I think, or one of them says they're hungry or something like that. So they go to a diner or it's like a little pizza joint, like one of those like open all night kind of pizza joints, you know, in the, in the bigger cities. And, uh, which I don't ever know if they ever like uh, say where this is, do they? Like, do they say this is New York, Chicago? I don't. No, I don't remember there being a place name for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I, if they if they did, I missed it. Yeah. I mean, ult- said, ultimately, I guess it doesn't matter, you know. But uh, you know, yeah. Metropolis, who cares, right? But <laughs> clearly, it's in like a bigger city, you know, where they have like these all night pizzerias and diners and stuff. They go and sit down and uh, order some food. Art the Clown comes walking in, and he sits down, like, in a booth, you know, a couple seats over, and he's just staring at Tara. Like, they're kind of, or, you know, Dawn is kind of poking at him again and messing with him, but he's not he's not saying anything, not really doing anything, but staring at Tara. Then he goes over to, the like, the little uh, quarter machine, you know, like the little bubblegum machine over there that, you know, you put the quarter in and you spin it and, like, toys come out. And he pulls a ring out of yep. there and then walks over to Tara and puts the ring on her finger. Then he walks back, uh, which I assume you're to believe he walks back to the bathroom. And uh, they're kind of like, man, this guy's creeping me out. You know, like uh, they don't, they don't, she clearly doesn't like the dude, but Don's kind of like, you know, he's, he's harmless. He's just an asshole, you know. <laughs> then all of a sudden the, the guy that like runs the pizzeria, the manager or whatever, <laughs> he's like, uh, he comes running out with art, like tosses him out in the street and tosses his, uh, his bag of shit that he had left sitting there on the table. Like, get the fuck out of here, you know. Then, as it turns out, the reason is because Art had went in there and spread piss and shit all over the bathroom. So this is this is clearly another, like, thing with Leone with this character. Because remember that they had that in the Terrifier short film that was in All Hallows' Eve. Remember where Art goes yeah. into the, uh, the yeah. gas station and, like, spreads his shit all over the walls? I, I guess it's just another example of how messed up this guy is, I, I guess. He knows what they're trying to do. Yet another uh, shit-spreading uh, uh, incident. Except this time you actually see it a little bit, like when the dude's in there like cleaning the bathroom <laughs> and complaining about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then they the, the girls leave and they go outside and, of course, they have a flat tire. And uh, this is when you actually, after that, like you see the flat tire. Then they cut back inside the restaurant when the dude's cleaning the shit up in the bathroom. Tara calls her sister, Victoria, who like, all right, you know, we, we have a flat tire. We're drunk. We need a ride. So, you know, she's on the way. Then it cuts back to... Inside the restaurant, the, the guy that was in there cleaning up the, the shit, he's complaining about it or whatever, and he comes out, and then he sees the other guy, like the manager, the pizza guy's head has been severed off, and it's sitting on the counter, like, and it's displayed like a pumpkin, right? It's got, like, candles in its eyes, and, uh, like, he, he's, yeah. he's clearly, like, dressed it up for Halloween, right? And I think I did see something that, like, apparently 
they went in afterward. Like, I guess a good portion of that is CGI because he went in, or maybe the whole head is CGI. I can't recall whether the whole thing was or portions of it were, but he went in. Leone went in afterwards and said, like, he wanted to kind of Halloween it up a little bit. So I guess as he's cutting this, he comes to the conclusion that, like, I need to put a little bit more, you know, uh, Halloween. Halloween in the, in yeah, food. yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so meaning, well, meaning the holiday, but, but that scene, that scene of the human head Jack Lantern is very reminiscent of me to the scene in uh, the Halloween remake. I mean, not remake, but the, the most recent uh, sequel, I guess you'd say, yeah. to, the, you know, the, the reboot what, the 2018 sequel. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because uh, he, he does that to one of the cops' heads, right? Like, pretty much the same deal. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, which this movie came, this movie, I don't know which, I assume, I think Halloween 2018 was after this one, right? Yeah, well, remember, if you recall, remember this one came, actually was made and came out in 2016, but doesn't didn't right. get released That's right. until two years later. So yeah, yeah. this would have been That's a thing right. before that movie for sure. Then Art comes up from behind on the other guy, on the other pizzeria guy, and uh, as the guy's like trying to call the cops on the phone, he ch- he like takes a... Uh, a meat cleaver or something and chops the dude's hands off and then he just stabs him repeatedly like stabs him in the face like you know whatever he just goes to town on the dude then dawn is sitting in the car waiting on tara to go to the bathroom when she hears like a news report on the radio of these killings i'm assuming like you know at least a small amount of time has passed between what you just saw and this because like that's pretty quick right You'd have to think that's at least like 30 minutes later or so that this would happen. Somebody would come in, r- report it, call the police, and then like the radio news guy gets a hold of it and reports it on the radio, right? So <laughs> there's got to be a little bit of passage of time, but it happens pretty quick. But she hears of the killings on the radio, and then she's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I guess she puts two and two together here. And right, pretty much right as she does, like, she, I guess as she, as she realizes that this was the clown that they were messing around with earlier, Art gets inside the car with her. She screams, but then they cut away. So, like, as Tara's in the bathroom uh, or uh, in this warehouse and Art's messing around with Dawn outside, I assume, you know, right, he's done got a hold of her. Um, Tara is, walk, like, just kind of looking around the warehouse, and then she runs into this uh, lady, this crazy, like, bag lady. Now, they, they call her the cat lady, but it's just this random lady that speaks nonsense and, like, has a doll baby that thinks it's a real baby. And uh, apparently she... I, does she live in the sewer? Does she live in the basement? Is there like a, is there like some cavern, uh, crawl space up underneath this place? Some, yeah, I, I assume something that's uh, yeah. Yeah, I assume that she's just living. The building. Yeah, yeah, she's just living in this uh, like empty building. By so, the way, I'm assuming they can't call her the crazy cat lady because the Simpsons probably have that uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, copyrighted. <laughs> Die haw the chucking cats. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so as she's talking to the cat lady, uh, Art appears, and she takes off running. Um, he stabs her in the leg, but she manages to fight him off and, like, you know, get away. At this point, I'm almost thinking she's one of those people from the uh, All Hallows' Eve, you know, that, that it's one of those, like, peculiar people down in the sewer. Yeah. Oh, that scene? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, it almost feels like she fits in with all of that stuff. That You might be right, but that, that little... Uh, yeah hallway or whatever like this underground that they show a couple of times where remember a, a little bit later on uh she comes across art holding the baby and then gives him a hug or whatever oh yeah that yeah, definitely, definitely reminded me of that yeah that definitely looks like the same spot if it's not they, yeah. they found something that looks damn similar to it <laughs> but anyways uh so she takes off running uh, or uh she fights him off you know after she he stabs her in the leg and she uh, runs again 
Um, now you cut to Victoria. She's on the way. That's her uh, Tara's sister. And then she hears the uh, report on the radio about, you know, this clown on the loose, you know, killing people. Then uh, Art grabs, uh, t back to t uh, Art chasing Tara around, he, he grabs a hold of her um, as she yells for help to, like, the pest guy. So, like, she comes down, she got away. She comes down the hallway and, like, the, the, the I think his name is Mike the Exterminator. He's down there, like, you know, got the headphones on, like, uh, spraying bug spray everywhere. And she comes up behind him and screams. But, like, right as the dude kind of, like, is about to turn around, Art grabs a hold of her and, like, you know, runs away with her. So he's like, meh, you know, <laughs> kind of does the old sh <laughs> shoulder shrug back uh, back to work. Oh, and he also, like, as he does this, he, like, knocks her out, right? Like, he then he injects, like, a needle into her neck with something and then knocks her out. Art does. Yeah, yeah I believe yeah. so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so then after that, she wakes up, and he has Dawn hung upside down, naked. Like, you know, she she's hanging, like, uh, almost in, like, an X, like an upside-down X, from the wall or from the ceiling, I should say, and she's butt naked. Then he, he kind of like makes a big show of it, but he dances around and like pulls out different like instruments, like he's gonna hit her upside the head with a hammer and other stuff. But then eventually he grabs out like a hacksaw. Then he proceeds to cut Dawn in half from her crotch to her head, and, and <laughs> to the middle of her head. <laughs> and this isn't quick either, right? Like <laughs> they make you watch a good portion of this dude sawing her in half. Am I going out on a limb by saying that, like, this is probably one of the more gory scenes of any of the movies that we've watched oh, yeah. here on the Spook Show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'd say it's probably it's probably up there with uh, the Green Inferno, the guy getting cho chopped yeah. and hacked off. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> Memory Street. I forgot about that. I mean, <laughs> if, you know, like, to kind of go on a side note here for a second, like, we haven't watched a lot of really, really gory movies. Uh, here on the show, like a few, you yeah. know, a handful, and definitely some that have moments, right? But nothing probably as gory as this. Yeah, I think overall, I mean, well, prolonged, you know, throughout the course of the movie, because like I said, Green Inferno has that one money shot, splatter movie money shot, if you want to call it that. Mm. And a couple of other minor scenes here and there, but that's really where they put it all in right there. But yeah, I think Terrifier, you know, it's prolonged a little bit more over the course of the movie, the gore. Although that is the single most, if you were to take away any splatter effect from this movie that would be the one that you're be stuck in your mind you know yeah i mean uh, the only other ones that come out to mind is like maybe some of the stuff in the original friday the 13th but that's all brief right you know most of those kills are pretty brief oh i was just talking about terrifier in general but yeah, i mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm just thinking of other things that, other yeah, yeah. what maybe street trash to an extent i guess yeah. well i mean you got if you go back to some old school and even older school you got like maniac which also kind of has that <laughs> misogynistic theme i guess through it too oh yeah well no i mean there for sure there are definitely other movies that we haven't watched i just mean of the ones that oh we've yeah watched. oh yeah okay. okay yeah yeah uh this gotcha. is this i wasn't is, following that thread for some yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of, of the ones that we've watched this this ranks pretty high i'm sure the the old gore score and the kill count is going to be you know a little bit extra tonight and, and clearly the the bodies in this show are uh, the same bodies that they use in the walking dead tv show because <laughs> this dude like worked right through an entire body with a with a, just a little hacksaw it was <laughs> it was impressive <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it takes a couple minutes, but that's the point. It only takes a couple minutes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it should take you way longer to saw through a human body from crotch to head with nothing but, like, an old rusty hacksaw. <laughs> like, specifically going through her spine, man. Have you ever used one of those things? They constantly get, 
like stuck on stuff yeah. as you're sawing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And you're going straight down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe this is where uh, they really start to introduce the supernatural element of Art the Clown because uh, you know, <laughs> normal man ain't gonna be able to do that. Uh, quite the way yeah. he did it. That being said, it was a hell of an impressive splatter effect, though. <laughs> I mean, especially oh, yeah. budget-wise and everything. Yeah. <laughs> like I said earlier, um, it, it almost seems like they took certain moments, like, all right, we, you know, we got to have a woman getting sawed in half in this movie. How else do we build around and up to it, you know? <laughs> Just so they can get to that, because that, that was definitely impressive yeah. as far as, you know, the effect is concerned and, um, you know, just the the goriness of it all. Um, not that any of us condone such activities, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> very, very much in keeping with that sort of '70s, '80s grindhousey vibe that you know, because you know, the, of course, most of those movies had that. Sometimes three or four or five different bladder set pieces, I guess you call it. They, okay, you can tell that. Okay, we we built it around this, this, and this. <laughs> yeah. Now let's as just far find, as the, uh, let's just find a way to, to get there. It. So then, uh, obviously, like basically, Tara has to sit there like as she's tied up. She has to watch this happen. She eventually like cuts herself loose, and like he he kind of just lets her do it, right? Like he doesn't put up much of a fight. Yeah. She pretty much gets all the way loose, and then as he comes for her, she stabs him and then takes off running again. Um, I think she, did she is this? I think this might have been the one where she stabbed him in the back. I can't remember. It's like she stabbed him good, maybe in the gut or the back or something, and he goes down and she takes off running. And see, this is. This is the part of the the movie, like, and I guess this is like one of the big issues that that I had with this movie. But I guess to to, to make it a film, you got to do it this way. All right, th- this dude has all of his torture tools right there. You take him down with one stab, and then you run away <laughs> and take him. No way on earth would I do that. Well, then <laughs> then right after that, right, she attacks him with a two by four. Um, yeah, like. Then she, like, stops. I think, like, right, she's got him down, and then she just stops and, like, uh, huffs and puffs and stares at him. And then he sits up and, like, shoots her three times. Pap, pap, pap. <laughs> yeah. He takes, or shoots her, she goes down, <laughs> and shoots her a couple more times. But, like, she had him right there, right? Or, you know, you would think, like, yeah. dude, I'm telling you, in this situation, I'm wearing you out with that board. Oh, and the board breaks, and I'm going to stab questions. you with it. <laughs> that, that board will be in shreds all over you because I'm not stopping until I know you're done. <laughs> But, you know, it would be and, a horror and, movie. With- again, spoiler alert, by the end of the movie, you find out it doesn't really matter because he's going to come back. But, man, well, I would I would have my vengeance for that moment. <laughs> <laughs> he shoots her. She falls down and shoots her a couple more times, but she's still alive as he runs out of ammo. He goes over, like, to his uh, his garbage bag of, uh, of, uh, of death that he has with him and uh, pulls out, like, another clip. And then uh, right at that moment, Victoria, Tara's sister, calls as she arrives and basically says like, Hey, I'm outside. Where are you at? And then, uh, he just kind of smiles and, uh, texts her from Dawn's phone that they're, uh, uh, that Tara is sick and come around the back. And then, uh, this is pretty funny. He walks back in to, you know, where Dawn is, uh, cut in half upside down and Tara's laying in the floor. And then he takes a selfie with Dawn <laughs> as she's, uh, <laughs> as she's hanging there and, and just reminiscent of earlier in the movie when like, Dawn and Tara are in the diner or the pizzeria and uh, they're messing with him. Dawn walks over and takes a selfie with him. Like, but he just sits there blankly, you know, doesn't do anything. And I also feel like uh, in this, in this scene, you know, we're like, all right, he still clearly has that girl's phone. This girl obviously is taking a picture of her with the guy at the pizzeria. It's been like, 
like at least an hour it feels like inside the 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 world of the movie right at least and nobody's seen her post and been like oh my god yeah that's the guy <laughs> well they've already reported it on the radio that there's basically a dude dressed as a clown killing people running around and like you said yeah you would think uh someone would have put it together like because remember she she took the picture and then she said oh you've already got 10 likes so clearly she posted it Right, like yeah. it's, it's on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, it's on something. But yeah, you would think, but no. I guess it could be one of those things where, like, art you find out, you know, in the next three movies, uh, is like a vampire, and there's no picture of him. Yeah, <laughs> true. We <laughs> never actually saw the picture, so who knows? Yeah. So then he walks back up, like after taking the selfie with Dawn's corpse, um, he goes over and finishes off Terry. Now this is pretty cold blooded, man. Like, you know, usually, like, you know, somebody's somebody's still alive, you know. You're thinking at this moment, like, Victoria's going to run in or the pest guy's going to run in. Like, some, something's going to kind of save her, right? But no, he just stands there and just, like, pops off about six more rounds in her and then just stands there and stares at her for a second. <laughs> this is pretty pretty, uh, pretty cold. Yeah, they're making it pretty obvious. Like, like he's got, like, a uh, a certain way about him, but he's he's like just straight-up evil incarnate. Not uh, too terribly unlike Michael Myers, for sure. Um, yeah. But like you said earlier, at least, you know, you know Michael, uh, like Jason or Freddy, there, there is some motivation, but not with this dude, like other right. than just wanting to kill. That seems to be his only yep. motivation. Uh, there's no end. Yeah, of, course, of course, you know, like Freddy, you know, Freddy's got the uh, good-natured humor about him, so to speak, even though he's a child killer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Art the Clown doesn't have that good-natured humor. He's just like, he's got his own brand of humor and he's, he's just gonna fuck shit up in there yes it's that weird <laughs> mime clown murderous clown humor that he's got going for him <laughs> um <laughs> so as he finishes terror off and he's standing there staring at her the cat lady walks in she sees this he turns around and sees her and then runs she takes off running she finds uh, Mike the Exterminator, the pest guy. He basically is kind of like, oh, what the hell's wrong with you, crazy lady? How'd you even get in here? Get out of here. And then Art comes up and just knocks him right upside the head with a hammer. <laughs> takes like a, a damn like claw hammer and just pops him right in the head with it, and he goes down. <laughs> she takes off running, right, or something like that. I can't remember exactly what, ha- what happens after. I guess like when, she, when Art comes up and pops a dude in the head with the hammer, she takes off running. He goes down and he has the cat lady's doll. Remember, like, she treats, like, this little doll baby like it's a real baby. And she's, uh, he's cradling it. Like, he's sitting in, like, this little hallway or whatever. And he's cradling the doll. Yeah, yeah. she goes to, she goes to run away, which would be the common sense thing. And then right before she hits the door. Yeah, that's oh, what it was. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, wait. Em- Emily or whatever. I bet you're crazy. Let me go get the baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot my bag of crazy. Must go get it. <laughs> <laughs> bah, <hee haw. laughs> so she goes down to get this and he's sitting there cradling it and then she kind of like uh you've never felt a mother's touch and then kind of goes over and like strokes his face and then like ends up hugging him and um he's <laughs> he starts sucking his thumb <laughs> <laughs> you're clearly waiting for him to like do something here but he doesn't really do anything he just kind of like sits there and lets her do it then an, the other pest guy calls because uh that guy had tried to call him and uh he didn't get an answer so now he shows up and he's trying to get inside the building victoria somehow manages to get inside the building and she walks in and sees dawn's body you know cut in half hanging upside down starts freaking out she walks in and there's someone laying on the floor basically like naked and bloody and she's and she just assumes that it's terror like oh my god i gotta you know i'm gonna get you some help i'll take you to the hospital and as it turns out it's art wearing 
the cat lady's hair because she because she's <laughs> and across, part of her body. Yeah, because yeah. she's across the room, still alive, scalp saying, "Help me!" And then uh, he gets up and starts chasing Victoria around. And like you said, he's wearing not only her hair or like her scalp, but he's wearing like her chest. Right? He's gonna cut like her whole chest off, and he's wearing it on his, and he's kind of like walking around like prancing you know like a woman or something he's just walking yeah. real weird now, now, the, the funny part about all this is like this, this is this scene was like really well done like like you knew like as soon as as you saw somebody laying on the floor that's not her but yeah. but how is this going to be him and then the head pops up and it's the the clown painted face then she runs off and hides and then you see him walking like to me almost like uh what is it? Uh, Wild Bill from uh, uh, Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and all that comes from uh, from that true life thing of Ed Gein, you know, which Wild Bill's character was based on. So was uh, Leatherface's character, but Ed Gein actually danced around in the moonlight, wearing the breasts and and uh, face and hair and all that of one of his grave. I think one of the grave robber victims, or it might have been one of the. I think he's only ever accused of killing one person. But he grew, robbed a lot of graves, and that element has been added to a lot of movies as far as the, uh, well, a few movies anyway. Wild Bill and this one. <laughs> so so Cuckoo for, for Cocoa Puffs is an understatement, basically, um, <laughs> with these people. And uh, <laughs> he, uh, Oh, I guarantee you if, you, if you were to watch the outtakes on this one, he, the guy that's playing art is probably uh, just pauses, looks at the camera, and goes, puts the lotion on the skin or else it gets the hose again. <laughs> <laughs> so then the other ex- <laughs> I guarantee you that line was said <laughs> I'd rather not dwell on it to be honest with you um, so then the other exterminator guy comes in and uh, Art cuts his head off now he this is this was pretty jacked like an, uh, yet another scene he stabs the dude on top of the head like, as the guy's down on his knees, right, he stabs him with a knife in the top of the head and then takes another knife and basically just saws the dude's head off with uh, with another rusty knife or whatever the hell, right? Like, this is pretty gruesome. And then I think he's standing there, like, holding the head, looking at it, and then just, like, throws it to the side. So then there's kind of a long sequence here where Victoria's kind of running around and hiding from him and everything, you know, and there's, like, those moments of, is it him? No, no, there's nothing, you know, so she's kind of hiding. And she's in a spot, like, you know, down in the, in the basement of this place again. And she's looking around. And all of a sudden, he comes up from behind her and starts uh, trying to suffocate her with, like, a sheet of plastic. And this goes on for, like, a full minute or so until finally she manages to, like, you know, poke a hole in the plastic and gets it off. And it's funny, too. Like, she pokes a hole, you know, <gasps> you know, like, finally she can breathe. And she, she rips it enough to where, like, he pulls it off. And then he just stands there and stares at the plastic like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> And wasn't this a bit in All Hallows Eve too? With the plastic, I don't remember. Yeah, I could have swore it was. Maybe it was in. That, I was like, man, this looks familiar. It could have been. Maybe it was in that uh, weird part with the alien in the middle, and I'm just forgetting. I'm just blanking out that that whole part existed <laughs> uh, in that movie. She takes like a spike or a big nail or something and stabs him in the foot with it. And it, this is awesome too, because like he he screams out in pain, but you don't hear him say anything. He's just like. <gasps> You know, <laughs> he does like the scream face, but no sound at all. It was the mind, funny. the mind yeah, scream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and even right here, it's just like, all right, so you you stuck him in the foot. He's clearly in pain. You don't flip it over and put it in his head. <laughs> <laughs> I 
all these things that are really can't be answered unless you're in the situation, right? Like, pretty, I'm sure, yeah. You're, you're pretty sure this is probably how you would react, but you don't know how you, you would react unless there was a maniac clown coming at you. <laughs> in reality, you'd probably... Thank God we have slasher movies to let us know how to react. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. We learn our <laughs> like, lessons. It's like that commercial. What's that commercial that sometimes plays before movies in a the theater, and I think it's on TV, too, where the, uh, they're running from the killer, and he's like... Where should we hide? Uh, let's go in that uh, car that's running over there. No, we should go in the chainsaw filled, you know. Yeah. Shed. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Shed, yeah. I saw that commercial. Just like, I saw that commercial just the other day. It's like a Geico commercial. You know, where they're like, <laughs> how yeah. come you, basically, it's how come you get stupid when you're in a horror movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the, the perfect thing in that one is, is like the killer is essentially like all of us. They're running over <laughs> oh, yeah. here to this. And like the, like the killer is just like, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> He just rolls his eyes like, for real? <laughs> As he's standing behind them ready to kill them all. Um, so then you cut back. Now, Mike the Exterminator, the first pest guy, he, he's still alive. The dude that took the hammer to the head, um, he comes back too. He's still alive. Victoria sees, finally comes across Tara's body. And she's, like, tied to a chair. Now, of course, she's got, like, you know, a dozen bullet holes in her head from uh, where he shot her. But she's, like, tied to a chair and she's holding uh, that circus sign. Now, I don't remember whether you see that you've seen this circus sign in this movie, but I do remember in All Hallows Eve he was hold- remember he was standing on the side of the road holding that sign. Then uh, Art comes while she's standing there like, you know, oh god, Tara, I can't believe this, you know, she's she's crying for her dead sister. Art comes up from behind her and starts whipping her with this with that jacked up cat of nine tails that he's got, you know, it's got like sciz- it's like a chain with a scissors and a scalpel, scalpel shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like tied to the end of it. And he starts like just whipping the shit out of her with it. Then Mike, the exterminator comes in and he hits art from behind. And then once again, you know, the old horror movie thing runs true. You take him down, then you just take <laughs> off running, right? You, you don't just keep bashing him upside the head with whatever weapons you can find. He just grabs, uh, Victoria and takes off running. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, like later on in the movie, uh, uh, art does what all of us, are saying you should do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make um, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So Mike takes Victoria into the next room. Like they lock the door and he takes her like a room or two down and then he uh, finds a phone and he, and he calls 911. And uh, then he's like, uh, screw this. You know, like it's, it's going to take too long. I'm going to, I'm going to take you to the hospital myself, you know, cause she's hurting pretty bad. Then all of a sudden art jumps back out and then beats the shit out of Mike and then smashes his head. <laughs> like he just, pounds the hell out of him and then like steps on his head and just smashes his head um once again another cool gore effect just uh not very realistic (laughs) i wouldn't i couldn't imagine the amount of force that you'd have to come down to squash somebody's head like a damn pumpkin like that (laughs) but uh (laughs) apparently he's got your foot (laughs) yeah yeah it was just like with your foot but he does it (laughs) then he uh art grabs a hold of victoria again and she stabs him in the eye and it takes off running once again. You didn't finish the job, so she got. She, she didn't learn the first three or four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, she seriously but, had him down at least three times. <laughs> but to be fair, all right, all right. This dude's been stabbed and 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 poked a handful of times now. He should be slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nope, no, he hasn't. At least like up to this point, though, none of it has seemed like it was a, a, a serious injury to him until this, right? I mean, she got him in the eye. Like everything else, you can say, all right, well. Stabbed in the foot, stabbed in the back, or the, or the gut, or something. You might be able to fight through that if you're a maniac. But she stabs him in the eye, 
and uh, he still rolls out of that. She manages to get out of the building, uh, or at least across the way or something. There's like a little garage that she scoots into. She can squeeze through the door, but he can't. So she, he's kind of like just, you know, at the door, kind of flailing around, but he can't get in there. Then he just takes off, like, you know, he just backs away and disappears. She's kind of sitting there relieved, and all of a sudden she hears sirens. She hears, like, police sirens. So she goes back over to the garage door, and that's when he revs up the truck and runs it right through the door and runs her, her ass down. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of running to the side, what does she do? She runs straight ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you would think she had enough warning to say, oh, shit, this thing's coming. Like, dive. <laughs> do something, but no. Like, like, <laughs> let's get out of the way of the door. Nope, nope. Let's stay in the path of it. <laughs> so right after this, of course, the, the this is when the cops show up. As Art is like, I think they kind of basically alluded to, like, he's sitting there, like, eating her face, right? Like. Oh, that's what they said, yeah. Yeah, like, he's, uh. He's over there, like, he's done running her down with the with the truck, and now he's over there, like, peeling her face off and eating it. Then uh, they basically have, like, a little face-off with Art, and then he just turns around. Like, he pulls a gun, like, out of his shoe or his sock or whatever, turns around, puts it in his mouth. Did and you say uh, face-off? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I didn't invoke the name of Nicolas Cage. No, it was John Travolta. Oh, what? I'm confused <laughs> now. Which one, which face was it? Yes. I think Nicholas Cage was eating John Travolta's face off, something yeah. like that. <laughs> face off. Um, <laughs> but he pulls a like a pistol out of his uh, shoe or sock or whatever, and then sticks it in his mouth and blows his own brains out. But then they go over, like, oh my God, she's still alive. But you don't see her, but they say Victoria's still alive. Then they take the bodies to the morgue. The doctor opens up the first bag. Like, oh man, you know, she's, uh, she's messed up. Then goes over to the second bag because it's got art in it. And he opens up the bag and art is sitting there smiling. And uh, then the, the lights start to blink. Like, you know, all like there's like a huge electrical surge kind of thing, right? The lights start blinking. Phone starts ringing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, everything. And then it cuts off, and then Art sits, sits up out of the body bag and starts choking the doctor. Then it says, one year later, Victoria is released from the hospital, and she's in a wheelchair. And then, you know, they kind of talk it up, and then she turns around, and her face is all messed up. So then this is when you realize that... Victoria was the one with the messed up face that killed the interviewer at the very beginning of the movie. So then you have the credits and that's it. So there you go for uh, 2016's Terrifier. So what did y'all think of the ending of it? Like, did you see that coming? Like, did you think that it was going to come full circle like that? No, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't really think it would be her doing that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and no, I didn't anticipate it until, you know, like, until he starts, like, digging in on her yeah. face. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not leading up to it now. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it, it definitely it definitely caught me off guard a little bit. But I did have it in the back of my mind, like you know, that there'd have to be some connection to that, right? Because because they did say at the very beginning, like uh, you know, the interview or whatever, that there was one survivor. Like you're the survivor of the clown mask or whatever the hell they called it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, but your face is horribly disfigured. And, you know, the rest of the interview. But so I'm thinking, like the whole time I'm watching the movie, like there's got to be some connection to that, right? Like. They don't put it in a time frame that, like, you know, that you knew that this happened after what you're seeing, but you have to put two and two together that, like, one of these people is going to survive this, and I knew it wasn't going to be Dawn, right? <laughs> so <laughs> one of these girls is going to survive this, and their face gets jacked up. So it kind of like, yeah, like you said, it wasn't until they, they pointed out, like, oh, shit, he's eating her face or whatever, that, like, I'm like, oh, that's got to be her. So, you know, yeah. so it w I guess in a way it was a little was telegraphed a little bit but you know it wasn't really obvious you know you had to you had to stop and think about it for a minute like oh yeah that's right shit that's crazy you know so i think it was a pretty good ending you know a nice way to end that and you left open the possibility for more with uh 
art setting up like that. Now, what did you think of like clearly adding some supernatural element to it? Because I think up to this point, or up to that point, it's all fairly realistic, right? It's almost like the original Halloween and then Halloween Two. Like there has to be some uh, supernatural element to Michael Myers, right? Connection. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what did y'all think of that? Like them introducing that that aspect of things to the character? I guess it kind of kind of comes. I'm not, well, like you said, kind of comparing it to Halloween, it kind of comes natural. As I guess he is kind of a boogeyman for people who are afraid of clowns. You know, he's kind of he's the personification of the evil of an evil clown. So I guess the, the supernatural element kind of natural to that. Yeah, I kind of feel like you have to do that with this. Like if you're going to continue to make sequels with him. In it. Otherwise, yeah. if he's a normal man, he's got stabbed in the eye, in the back, in the foot. By about the third movie, man, he's gonna he's gonna look like a uh, a fifty year old major league baseball catcher, <laughs> just hobbling around. <laughs> and he's gonna have the forehead of Dusty Rhodes and Iron Sheik. <laughs> but you know that that's also I'd say that supernatural element too. That's also leaving off the table All Hallows Eve, right? Because there's clearly in that movie some supernatural oh, yeah. aspect, yeah. but. I think if you yeah. leave that one off the table, because these, other than the character itself, they're not really connected, you know? So if you leave that off the table, you're like, mm -hmm. well, this is all fairly realistic until that, you know? So now here we go. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this when uh, we finally get to see Terrifier 2 in the next five years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a sneak peek, and just so you know, the big finale is Art the Clown versus the Alien. Yeah. Just letting you know. Ah, hell. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not talking about Sigourney Weaver, the alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're talking about All Hallows Eve alien. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> all right, so uh, with all that being said, Will, what is your star rating for this one? Uh, I'm going to give this one two and three-quarter stars. Uh, it's, I feel like it's definitely better than All Hallows Eve. Uh, there's, there's some things that, I guess, stylistically, I'm not a fan of, but I could, I could definitely understand people being a fan of this movie. Why I'm not in love with it. I completely understand if this is your thing, why you'd be all about it. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going two and uh, three quarter stars. Like they always say, uh, if you're a fan of that kind of thing, this is the kind of thing you like. So. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> Professor, what's your what's your star rating? Well, being like being a fan of this kind of thing, not... <laughs> <laughs> sixteen uh, stars. No, it's. I thought it was a. It definitely was. A, it was an improvement. In all categories, you know, over, uh, I mean, not that, I, not that I didn't like All Hallows Eve, because I did, but I think there's definitely an improvement in budget, scope of the, the movie, I guess, and everything. Uh, the splatter effects, being appreciative of those. I mean, I, I think I'll give it, I'll go with the three and a quarter. Myself, I think I'm going to go somewhere, like, it always seems like I kind of do this on purpose, but I don't. But I think I'm going to kind of go somewhere in between you guys. I'm just going to give it a flat three stars. I definitely enjoyed this more than All Hallows Eve. It's a better movie. Yeah, there, there's definitely some things that they could have done a little better, you know, specifically with the story and everything. The gore effects, you know, all the all the makeup, the special effects and all that are, are, are really well done. Um, hats off to uh, Damien Leone for that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I will definitely watch this again one day. I think you're seeing the true, uh, between All Hallows Eve and this, I, mean, I, th I really think you're seeing the true origins of one of the next big horror icons. I mean, like, you know, I think one day you'll see, you know, those those posters or those shirts that people make of like, you know, the murderer's row, so to speak, of uh, horror icons. This dude's face, yeah. is, this dude's face is going to be on there. I ain't saying Mount Rushmore. I'm just saying, you know, if you put up a an image of like 30 or 40 horror icons, this dude's face is going to be on there somewhere for sure. I think with these two movies, uh, he's definitely uh, Mr. Leone definitely is onto something here for sure. I'm definitely looking forward to how his his follow up movies are, are going. I mean. 
just like you know when we went through a, a lot of the Rob Zombie stuff, you know, you see the evolution of his filmmaking, and I think it's going to be interesting to see by the time you get to this guy's like fourth, fifth movie, what what his films are going to look like. He's definitely going indie with it too. I mean, this is obviously as independent as it comes. You know, there's no huge uh, studio behind it or anything like that, but. As far as I know, mm-hmm. Terrifier 2 is basically the same deal. You know, it's uh, produced by him or his company or whatever, and I don't think there's, like, an enormous studio behind it or anything like that. So, And there is a trailer for Terrifier 2 out there whenever we finally get to see that sometime in 2021. But um, it definitely has the same, from the trailer, in my opinion, definitely has the same feel to it. It doesn't look like it's a huge departure. You know, like, it's not like Jason Takes yeah. Manhattan or something, right? <laughs> it's 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 stay, yeah. it's staying with the same kind of thing going on here and that indie grindhouse feel to it. So I think if you enjoy this, you know, I think there's more to come of that. And, and I'm sure, like you said, Will, he'll he'll only get better, right? I mean, you can only improve. He, right. I mean, you yeah. you can see the uh, the evolution just from All Hallows Eve to this. Oh yeah. I'm well, I mean, you can see you can see evolution in All Hallows Eve from the first film to the second. Well, or, for, I'm sorry, the third. Yeah, yeah, from the first to third. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Professor, what is the gore score for yes. Terrifier? <laughs> oh well, I mean, uh, it's pretty prolonged, right? I mean, there's too many to count <laughs> really yeah. right now to recap. <laughs> uh, of course, you got the one we talked about, the major hacksaw bisection <laughs> and a bunch of other things along the way so hell this is uh i don't know whether to go with a nine if yeah. not ten <laughs> yeah i mean i don't I know mean, i mean we might have to bump it up to ten in this category for this i mean just for that bisection yeah. not alone because if it was just that then it wouldn't i don't think that would push it but with all the other stuff combined yeah i think it would I think we can go with a ten safe to say we go with a ten for this one I don't, well, I mean, yeah, let's go ahead and do the, the kill count, and I'll just kind of run through, like, all of the fun stuff that happened in this movie. <laughs> so, uh, Monica got her eyes gouged out. I would assume that she probably died. She didn't look like she was feeling very good, at least. <laughs> uh, uh, Steve got de- decapitated uh, and then turned into a jack-o'-lantern. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramon got his fingers cut off and then stabbed multiple times. Now, that's both of the pizzeria guys, right? Yeah. yeah yep. Dawn. We've already mentioned her. Got sawed down the middle. Tara got shot like a billion times. <laughs> uh, uh, crazy cat lady had pretty much everything shaved off of her body. Now, uh, she's another one kind of like uh, Monica at the beginning, though. You don't really know if she died or not. Right? I mean, you assume she probably did, but well, I don't think you see because, her finish her off. Just because right? they have mentioned that that uh, I'm blanking on the, the last survivor girl, T- uh, the Victor- sister. Victoria. Victoria is the only known survivor. True, so true, I'm right, going yeah. off of everybody else's died. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Will, which is one of the exterminators, stabbed in the head and decapitated with a hacksaw. Mike got his head squashed. Art shot himself. And then the the coroner at the very end got strangled. So that tallies up to 10. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a question on the old Art one, though, just because I'm assuming as these continue to go on, we're probably going to see him die multiple times. Now, if you're ever going to count his death in any of these movies, this is the one, right? Because... You yeah. can't. You can kind of safely assume that he was alive. You know, maybe not, but you can assume that he was probably alive, like really alive, until he shot himself, mm-hmm. and then after that, it's something else, right? Well, I think it's a safe count. Now, as far as the gore, gore score is concerned, I think we could go with a ten. Because I mean, how many movies are you going to watch that are this gory, right? Like, there's not that. Yeah, we I guess we could pretty much use this as the gauge now at yeah. this point. <laughs> For sure. I mean, or like, what would be a ten or below? And in some cases, I mean, there are some out there. There's some movies that maybe we'll get through that are that would even have a higher score than this. And I guess we could come up with some kind of 10 mega plus. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But I would tell you, yeah, this would be the gauge right now for uh, what's a 10 in the gore score and what's not. 
yeah, I, I think to put to put it all together, yeah, there's no question. It, like this, from as far as what we have seen on the Spook Show and what we'll watch going forward, this is the bar right here so far. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right, so there you have it. Uh, that's as much as we can uh, glean out of uh, Terrifier from 2016. Um, and like I said, we, you know, we highly recommend it, and we're all looking forward to uh, Terrifier 2 and whatever else uh, Damien Leone puts out. So next episode, which will be episode 44. We'll be coming this Saturday on Halloween. Generally, our episodes uh, will come out on uh, every other Monday. Now, I know we've been putting one out every Monday during the month of October, but we'll probably go back to the every other Monday uh, schedule after Halloween. Usually comes out every other Monday at 6 p.m. Um, I might try to schedule this one to come out a little sooner on uh, Halloween. So, you know, if you want to go uh, listen to it before you go out trick-or-treating, Saturday night, you know, it'll be available to you. Or uh, whatever will equate to trick-or-treating in this uh, fucked-up 2020. Um, but <laughs> How about we put it out on All Hallows' Eve? <laughs> you mean at the stroke of midnight? <laughs> Actually, you know what? That, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put it out at like 12.01 a.m. Um, uh, uh, Friday night going into Saturday. That, that'll be a perfect time. So uh, if you're up late Friday night... Or uh, uh, you're up in the middle of the night, Friday night into Saturday morning, uh, it, it'll be available. Um, but at, at any rate, that'll be episode 44, which is our second anniversary slash Halloween spectacular. Um, this is our chance. Spectacular, spectacular. <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> like we said earlier, this is our, our annual chance to kind of go back and uh, reminisce over the past year, everything that we've watched, you know, kind of have some fun with it. And we have a chance to uh, re-rate, you know, our star ratings on each movie um, if we so choose to, you know, raise it lower or whatever. So and, and, you know, you never know what kind of other little surprises we may throw in there. So make sure to come back this Saturday on Halloween Day, specifically on like, you know, Friday night, Saturday morning and uh, download the next episode and uh Come help us celebrate our second anniversary. I guess that's it for Terrifier, guys. You got you got anything else you wanted to add before we uh, close it down for the night? That was it for me. Uh, I think I think all, all I, I want to say is in the uh, great words of Art the Clown. Ah, yes, yes. I don't think he actually says anything. So, <laughs> yes, uh, that's, that's the wonderful lines he had in that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who can ever forget? So David Howard Thornton. I will add this. He is a good. He's a. I met him at the convention as well as the director too. Great guys. A couple of great guys. Uh, I'll put some of those pictures up on Facebook yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah, do that. He I, wasn't in makeup. Unfortunately, uh, David Howard Thornton wasn't in makeup at the convention. But I mean, well, I think he might have done a one of those. Whatever you call it. What do you call it? Photo shoots. Yeah. As yeah, Art the Clown, yeah, but he wasn't at the convention table that way. <laughs> yeah, the cosplay. For but he did have a little clown horn with him, and he did his. He did one of the art poses, so uh, and you could see it, you know, in his outside of makeup that he's. Art the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> Creepy as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, uh, so that's it for Terrifier. So for the professor and Will, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast, and we will see you this Friday for our second anniversary Halloween Spectacular. Now, folks, it's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Good night.